0: Tell Somebody next to you say good morning. We're glad you're here this morning. We're glad you're here this morning. Good morning to you guys this morning Hey, if you got your Bibles If you got your Bibles get it if you don't have your Bible bring it come on somebody If you got a electronic Bible get on it get on the Bible app or whatever and and uh, gosh I'm gonna have you guys turn to Psalms 19. I want to talk with you a little bit about um, how valuable gold is somebody say gold we have been talking about this. This is, gosh, I think this might be the third or the fourth message uh, about how precious and how valuable gold is. Hey, do I have some ladies today that would be willing to say, you know, they kind of like gold. Anybody? Anybody? Got a few ladies like gold. How about over here? We got any over here? Take them. There you go. You better. You better. You know, you like gold. You like gold. gold's good. And the guys are going, oh, no, pastor. Now I got to go to the jewelry station. You know, or you got to go over across the street and got to get some some gold. But, you know, how many of you know that, that, that gold is valuable, that gold is a valuable commodity here on earth? Do you realize and understand that currency on earth is actually uh, backed by gold? There is currency in China. There's currency in 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 Great Britain. There's currency in the United States, and it's supposed to be backed by gold. So gold is important. So we can talk about how valuable gold is. Um, you know, uh, last week gold was at one thousand one hundred and forty-one dollars per ounce and that actually is about twelve thousand dollars a pound that is about um four hundred and eighty three thousand dollars for a brick anybody want a brick of gold (laughs) if i hey hey listen listen if i said i have a brick of gold for you out in the foyer how many of you would run out there and get it anybody well we got about six or eight of us okay Alright, they would run out there. So, you know, you would just like, man, if you had a brick of gold, it would pay off. You'd get out of debt. Amen? If you had a brick of gold, you'd be able to get out of debt. You'd be able to sow into the kingdom. You'd be able to meet the needs of others. You'd be able to do a whole lot more for the kingdom of God if you had a brick of gold. So, gold is valuable. But how many of you know there is something that's more valuable than gold? Something that is more valuable than gold, and we 've been talking about yeah the, the ushers are going to hand out uh, hand out to you um, if you if you didn 't get it, just raise your hand and they 'll make sure they get it to you there 's something more valuable than gold. God likes gold, listen, God likes gold. Wow, Pastor, you're just being all materialistic and everything. I said, well, you know, in Exodus 25, when you start looking at the temple, when you start looking at the tabernacle, when you start looking at the Ark of the Covenant, you think about gold. Come on, there, everything's overlaid. There's gold lampstands. There's the cherubs that are gold. There is, there is the, the showbread table that's been overlaid in gold. There is gold everywhere that you begin to look. So I'm not being materialistic. I'm just telling you what the word of God says, God likes gold. Did you know in Revelations 21, 18, that there is a, a streets made of gold? Come on. There's a city of pure gold. It says it's like pure gold. It's almost like glass. It just shines. It's it's just pretty amazing. So the, the point I'm just trying to get to you guys is that God likes gold. God likes gold. So turn with me to 1 Peter. Let me just put up 1 Peter real quick. We've been talking about what is more valuable than gold. And on Wednesday nights, we got into, we got into, um, Elijah, and God had told Elijah to go to Zarephath. And the word Zarephath in the Hebrew means a place of refinement. Refinement. A place of refinement. And we know that God has got us to a place of refinement. He wants to move us in to a place of refining some things and removing some things and shaping and changing and molding us in a way that gold is refined. We've got to look at the Word of God, and, and I just want to go through and give you a few points today and sow into your life. I don't want you to he- to just hear this Word. I want you to get it. I want you to, I want it to permeate your being. I want it to be woven within your spirit. I want you to come to that place where you say, gold is valuable, but there are some things that are more valuable than gold. And in 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 7, it says, so that the proof of your faith, or the proofing of your faith, being more precious than gold, which is perishable. Even though tested by fire, it may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Let me break down that Greek word real quick on on gold itself. Here it's it means very costly. Say very costly. It means of great worth. Another definition of having great value. Another would be of great price. The kingdom of heaven You can begin to relate it of having such value that you'll sell everything you got, that you'll give everything you got, that that you'll give all that you have just to get it. It also means extremely valuable. The proofing of your faith is extremely valuable. The refining of your faith is extremely valuable. And a lot of times we don't realize just how valuable it is. But how many of you know gold has to go through a process? There's a process in which gold goes through and it separates all the alloy out of the gold. It separates those things, those heterogeneous things. Genus things that are in the gold. In other words, there's some impurities in there. And it'll take those things that are not on the same uh, compound as the gold, and it will remove those things. And there's a process that we go through. And there's a refining process that we go through as being children of the Most High God. There's a refining place where God is working to get those things out of us so we can just have pure gold. Now, you saw the picture earlier, and it showed the gold, and that was 99% pure, and it was worth a lot of money. It was extremely valuable. Listen to me. God's purpose is to turn all the trials, all the tribulations, all the difficulty, all the things that you go through is to be able to turn those things around for your advantage. It's kind of like a muscle that is worked. When it's worked, it begins to break down, but then all of a sudden it begins to restore because it gets stronger, and then it's worked, and it gets stronger, and then it's worked, and then it gets stronger. So, Raymond, you can start out benching 10 pounds, and then you can go to 15 pounds, and then 20, and then 30, and then you can take your dad and bench him, you know. I'm just speaking prophetically to you today that, you know, when you get to be that, that big, strong guy, you'll be saying, Dad, get over here. I'm going to bench press you a few times, and you'll be able to take come to that place where you are stronger. God will take those trials, those difficulties, and he'll begin to turn them around for your advantage. Can I get an amen? So what's more valuable than gold? On your handout, the very first thing we talked about is, is faith. Faith is more valuable than gold. Listen, listen to me just a moment. Refined gold is valuable. But it's not as valuable as refined faith. Refined gold is valuable. But it's not as valuable as refined faith. So we're in a process. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're in a process. You're in a process. You're you're in a process. Yeah, I can see some of you are going, yeah, you got that right. I am in a process. But understand that how God wants to work it out. What else is more valuable than gold? What else is more valuable? Let's take a look at the word in Psalms 19.10. It talks about this, this scripture. It says, they are more desirable than gold. Yes, than much fine gold. Let Hold it right there just a minute, Mike. They are more desirable than gold. Yes, fine gold. Or could I say it this way? Yes, refined gold. Now, the question that I would ask you is what are they? What are they? A lot of times we can look at it and we can do this and we can say they are, are are more valuable than gold or refined gold. God takes this gold to another level and says refined gold. But they, turn to your neighbor and say they. They are more valuable than that. So turn with me to Psalms 19 and let's look at they. Can we look at they this morning that's there? Psalms 19, let's want to start at verse 7. Here are the things that are more valuable than gold. Verse 7, the law of the Lord is perfect, restoring the soul. The law of the Lord is perfect, restoring the soul. Sounds like Psalms 119.72 where it says the law of your mouth is better than a thousand pieces of gold. We talk about the law of the Lord, and we talked a little bit last week about the law. We're talking about the principles of God. And automatically, some of us automatically go to the law of Moses. We automatically go to the Ten Commandments. We automatically, but how many of you know there's more laws than that? There's the law of nature. There's the law of gravity. There's the law of seed time and harvest. You can look in the word of God and you can see the different laws, the principles, the precepts. We're going to talk about that, that begin to work through the things of God. There's the law of grace, which is Christ. So when we begin to think about the law, just don't think, brothers and sisters, that it's about the law of Moses or the Ten Commandments I could go into a whole teaching on Jesus came to redeem us from the curse of the law. But how many of you know the law of gravity still operates? The law of seed time, the law of nature, those laws that are there, they still operate. They're still valid for today. Can I get an amen? He says that it is perfect. Say perfect. Meaning this, meaning it lacks nothing. Meaning that it's complete as a revelation and the divine truth of God. It's complete as the rule of conduct. It is absolutely true. Now, if you want to try me, let's go up to the top of the building, and you jump off. And I believe, Wayne, if you jump off, there is a law that is going to kick into place. Come on, somebody. There's a law that's going to kick into place, and it's going to be the law of gravity, and he is going to hit the ground, and it will not be good. Amen? But how many of you know it's gravity that keeps everything in order right now? The way the earth is spinning on its axis and the gravitational pull, it's putting things right in order right now. And there's a law that we have to understand and realize that. He says this law is perfect. It lacks nothing. He goes on and he says it's the restoring of the soul. In other words, it turns sin into holiness. It restores your soul, or it converts your soul. You take the sin nature, and it will turn it into the holiness and the righteous of God, and you'll begin to walk in that. It lead us, leads us to pursue a life of holiness. It leads us to pursue a life of honor. It leads us to pursue a life of grace and goodness. It really leads us to pursue a life of God's mercy in our lives. It leads us to pursue honesty, integrity in every area. Amen. I got one over there just getting it. Amen. I want you to be able to get it. So he talks about this, story, this word restores. And it's the same word in Psalms 23. We all love that scripture. We quote it a lot of times just at funerals, but it's more than just a funeral message. He restores our soul. In other words, he brings life into us. And that's where we need life. Because when you come to Christ, your spirit is renewed to the things of God. It's your soul that needs to be renewed. Your mind, your will, and your emotions. It's that soulish realm, that soulish nature that has to be, that has to receive life. So he talks about that What's more valuable than gold is the law of the Lord. That's number two. Number three, what's more valuable than gold is the testimony of the Lord. The testimony of the Lord. There we go. The law of the Lord and the testimony of the Lord. In verse 7, he says, The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Testimony can be referred to many different things. We've got our testimony stones that are on the stage of a testimony that when they crossed the Jordan and the Red Sea, that these stones were remembrance stones, they were a testimony. We can begin to see that testimony literally means to bear witness or to borne witness. In other words, the testimony is about Christ. Say Christ. It's about the atonement of Jesus. What's your testimony, Pastor? My testimony is that it's the atoning blood of Jesus Christ. My testimony is about him. Can I get an amen? Come on, am I in the right church today? What about revealed truth? Testimony is the revealed truth, which is the word of God. Jesus was the word, and the word became flesh, and he dwelt among us. Are you with me? Come on. It's the word. It's the word of God. Say the word. Revelations talks about it. The testimony in in chapter one, verse two. I wrote them down: one nine, six nine, eleven seven, twelve seventeen, and nineteen ten. And Revelations, we know about this one. Revelations twelve eleven. It says they overcame by the what? The blood of the Lamb, the atonement of Christ, and the word of our testimony. That's that testimony. That testimony is there. What's more precious than gold? Your faith, the proving of your faith. What's more precious than gold? The law of the Lord. What's more precious than the than than gold? The testimony of the Lord. And number four, turn to your neighbor and say, get ready for number four. Number four is this. And when he talks about the testimony of the Lord, he also talks about number four being what's more valuable is the precepts. Say the precepts. When you begin to look at all of this, and we begin to start putting these together, and we started looking at this, we realize that the faith of God is the currency of the kingdom. In other words, you can't get saved without faith. Oh, come on, somebody. You've got to have faith that Jesus is and was and said he was who he was and shed his blood for us. That is faith, somebody. So without faith, you won't even see the kingdom of God. You won't even be born again without faith. So we know that faith is the currency of the kingdom of heaven. God's way of doing things, it's about faith. I, I, I'm, I'm sensing right now that faith is beginning to rise. It's beginning to come to another level. He talks about number four, the precepts, the statutes of the Lord. They're right, rejoicing the heart. Precepts is this, just literally the mandate of God. It's the appointed to charge the precepts of the Lord, the statues of the Lord. It's the mandate that we have. And he goes on and he says, they are right. Say right. Come on, everybody. Say right. The precepts are what? Are they wrong? No, they're right. The precepts are right. And when he's talking about right, that means opposed to crookedness. They are right, meaning to make straight or right or upright. Some people this day, they're just like, you know, I don't know if I believe in the Bible. I don't know about this. I don't know about all this. Why you why you even follow after the things of God? Well, his precepts are right. I'm sorry, but you're wrong. His precepts are right. Can I get an amen for that? In other words, they're equitable. In other words, they're just. And he says not only the precepts are right, then what happens to the heart? He says the heart begins to rejoice. And we've got a lot of heart issues in the body of Christ today. We've got a lot of heart issues outside the body of Christ today. You know, when we're, trying to, we're trying to find our joy, our peace, our everything else in other things. And he's saying, look, these precepts, these mandates, these appointed to charge are Right? they're pure, they're lovely, everything that we begin to look at, then our heart begins to rejoice. And that means the heart to become glad. Anybody want a glad heart? Yeah. You know, I like to have a glad heart. I, there are is issues in my life, and I just say, okay, I want to check my heart. I want to make sure that my heart is glad because I know that if gold is valuable, if gold is valuable, how much more valuable are his precepts? How much more valuable are the right things of God? You know what? We just need to do the right things because it's the right thing. Well, I've been doing the right thing for 34 years. I'm just tired of doing the right thing. Well, keep doing the right thing. You know, your heart is going to be happy if you're doing the right thing. Oh, come on, somebody. It's going to be happy. And a lot of times we're looking for happiness in other places. And if we're doing the right thing, God will begin to line that up and happiness will begin to come in our lives. So he says, a rejoicing heart, meaning it makes the heart happy. Psalms 119.28, good. Here's what it says. I esteem right your what? I esteem right your what? Your precepts concerning just my marriage, concerning my finances, just concerning parenting, just concerning my wife, just concerning my grandkids, Oh God, no! Just concerning the Vikings. (laughs) I had to sneak that one in there. Just concerning schoolwork. Just concerning how I treat my brother and my sister. Just concerning the church. Just concerning a relationship with a friend. But everything, he he says he says I esteem right. As opposed to crookedness. The right. The precepts concerning everything. Everything. And you know how those preachers are, and, 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 our, and, our, and our preacherisms. We looked up the word everything in the Greek and the Hebrew, and guess what it meant? Everything. We look it up in French, it means everything. We look at it in German, it means everything. It means everything. Say everything. So the precepts are God's detailed instructions concerning practical matters of life, God's detailed instructions concerning listen, practical matters of life. So these precepts, these statutes, these these things that are right, these things that are right it it it, it matters to God. So, a lot of times, you look at it in the Old Testament. Well, Pastor, you're just talking about Psalms in the, in the Old Testament. And in the Old Testament, this precept of being right was, listen, listen, was for the Jews. And this precept of being right came with some legalistic things, meaning, you can only eat this. You can only wear this. You can only do these things. Are you with me? Can I get an amen here? You got, here's how you keep clean. And all those things were to point us to the New Testament of Jesus Christ. All those things, those laws, those precepts, those things in the Old Testament, they were to point us to Jesus. And in the New Testament, it's not about being legalistic. It's about understanding your freedom and your grace and God's mercy and being able to operate in how you want to operate, but also saying, God, I want to be able to operate in what's more valuable than gold. And it matters to God. Turn to your neighbor and say, it matters to God. Ephesians chapter 4. Oh, let's go to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, because I like to get into the New Testament just a few moments. Um, man, I was going to start at verse 20, but let's start at verse 17. I, I want I want you to get a chance. You go back and read Ephesians before and after. In verse 17, Paul says this. He says, So this I say and affirm together with the Lord, that you walk no longer just as the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind, being darkened in their understanding, excluded from the life of God because of the ignorance That is in them. Uh, This was, remember, Jesus was, look at me just a moment. Jesus was coming in and he was advancing the kingdom. He was making the kingdom of God available to not just the Jews but the Gentiles. Are you with me? And Paul's writing about this in the church in Ephesus. And he's saying, hey, look, just don't be like those Gentiles in the futility thinking, the darkness of their thought, because when, when God begins to move on the scene, things can begin to happen and change. Amen? So he goes on and he says in, in verse 19, and they, having become callous, have given themselves over to sensuality of the practice of every kind of impurity with greediness. I love verse 20. <laughs> I, I, one day, I'm gonna, if you guys want to, I'm going to preach on God's butt. The butt of God. No, no, I mean B-U-T, not B-U-T-T. But in verse 20 there's one of them there here everybody would say it says he says but you did not learn Christ in this way if indeed you have heard him and you've been taught in him just as truth is in Jesus that in reference to your former manner of life uh-oh 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 is like okay here he goes are you guys ready It's like here we goes a manner of my former way of life He goes on and he says, you lay aside the old self. You guys look at me just a moment. This word lay aside meanings of putting off of. You put off of. You put off of your old self. You strip off your old self. It means to lay it down, the old self. Come on, somebody. He's like, but you, you didn't learn Christ this way. What you learned about Christ were the principles, the precepts, the commands. Come on, somebody. The proofing of your faith. These things that are more valuable, the testimony of the Lord. These things that are more valuable than gold. Are you with me? So he goes on and he says this. He says, you lay aside your old self, which is being corrupted in accordance with the lusts of deceit, and that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Let me say that again. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Let me say it again. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. He goes on and he says, and put on the new self. I love it. Which is in the likeness of God man, my new self is in the likeness of God. I got a new attitude. I got a new step. No wonder we can dance and say, good morning, good morning, you know, because we have the newness of God. We the likeness of God that we've been created. Listen, in righteousness and holiness of the truth. Wow, wow. Righteousness and holiness of the truth. And he goes on in verse 25. Therefore, laying aside falsehood, speak truth to each one of you with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. He goes on, be angry, but don't sin. Listen, let me address something here. We got a couple of football players right here. And the coach says, you know, you get angry, you hit that guy. He can say, be angry, but don't sin. You can get angry, but don't sin. Anybody get angry? But don't sin. Are you with me? I can get I get mad. I get mad at the enemy. I get mad at some some things that are going on in people's lives. I get mad at some of those things. I can get angry, but I don't have to go sin. Are you with me? I don't have to go do. I don't have to turn that anger into something of an expression that causes sin in my life or harm or, or to, to go kill somebody like what happened in Oregon. We can get angry. I get angry about that. You know what? I get angry about that. I'm going to take a side road here just a moment. You know what? I get angry is our president gets up and he shares something about what was happening in Oregon. It was more about the guns than it was about the Christians that were actually standing up and being called out. That's good. That's that. That makes me angry that nobody even mentioned about that. It's OK. Well, you're a Christian. OK, I'll shoot you in the head. You're not. I'll shoot you in the leg. There was no addressing of that. That's a, we're talking about, exercising our religious freedom. You can't, you, come on, people. And I, I praise God for them. And you know what? Shelly and I were talking about that and praying over the situation. And it was like those people that stood up and said, yeah, I'm a Christian. They were like, bam, you met him. Guess what? They're in the arms of a loving God. They're, I, I can get angry. I can get angry at that. I get angry at, at somebody that says it's, it's about the guns and doesn't mention anything about our religious freedoms. Doesn't mention anything about being a Christian. So what's it going to be? What, what about you if you were in that situation? You know, Shelly and I were talking about it. Would we, would we stand up? Would we be like Columbine and, and, and Columbine and stand up and say, yeah, I'm a Christian? Or what, what would we do? What would we do? Would we just say, no, 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 I'm afraid to stand up? Those people stood up and they're, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And I'm telling you, let's give the Lord some praise for that because I'm telling you, it's time for us. It's time for us to come to that place when we realize what's more valuable than gold. And his word is more valuable than gold. His faith is more valuable than gold. The law of the Lord, the testimony of the Lord, it's more valuable than gold. See, I had a, I recently had some tests done on my heart. I was like, okay, I felt this funny thing. I was like, I don't like what I felt. You know, when I get around Shelly, I feel funny things. Is good things come on are you with me? I get around her and I was like, you know She's like, you know, what was that? I got a little flutter in my heart. Oh, you need to go have a check I said no, baby, it's just you It's just you It's just you, you know, but I, I had this thing and I was like, okay, let's 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 have some tests done And I ran some tests I mean they did they did a body scan on me and they checked all my organs They checked everything like that. They looked at my heart. They did all of that and and the, the scan came back uh, with a, a, a slight issue and fear tried to come in. And I was like, wait a minute. I'm on a lower scale. So they did this stress test, and the guy says, you know, the, the doctor, some, many of you know him, and you guys know him real well, so I'm talking about <laughs> Dr. Kirkendall. You know what I mean? I was on this treadmill, and you know what I mean? And I'm doing this deal, and he was like, are you a runner? And I'm like, no. He was like, well, you're in pretty good shape. I was like, turn this baby out. Let's go get it. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm going to... I'm show you shape here, you know so so I you know I, we went through the test, the test came out great, flying colors, everything's good, everything's everything's great, but now all of a sudden I, I need to make sure that I change my diet. I need to be able to say that I need to eat right, and doesn't the Bible say that the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, and sometimes it takes I'm walking through this thing and I'm saying, okay, God, your precepts. If I operate within your precepts, it brings joy. Turn to your neighbor and say joy. Turn to your neighbor and say joy. It's joy. So what's more valuable than gold? Real quickly, let me review faith, which is a currency in the kingdom of heaven. The law of the Lord, the testimony of the Lord, the precepts of the Lord are right, and it makes my heart rejoice. And the fifth one is the commandment of the Lord. And he says the commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening of the eyes. Which the word commandment is like to command or to give orders. You know, if Jesus said it, that should settle it, amen. It also means to like an ordain to to ordain, set set apart to that which is appointed is what it really means. That which is appointed. That which is appointed what to do? Anybody like to know God this is what I do? But how many of us like, oh, no, I don't, I don't like it when God says, don't do this. But I should have the freedom. I'm in the free church. We're in the New Testament nowadays. You know, it's, we're, we're evangelical. we we can do what we want to do. And God says, yes, you can do. And Paul says, yes, you can do what you want to do. But some of the things you may do may not be good for you. But we don't want to hear when God says, oh, don't do that. (laughs) Or we don't want to hear, pastor, don't remind me not to do that. You know, I'm just saying, you know, there's a cliff over there. You know, if the oven's on and the stove's on and it's hot, you know, I'm going to tell my grandkids, hey, the stove is on. Stay away from that. So we want to be able to understand that the principles, the presets, the commands of God. He says it's pure. Say pure. In other words, it's free from stain. It's free from stain. It's free from all imperfections like gold is trying to be. It's free from those things. It means it's without fault. Listen, everybody. Gold can be 99% pure, but it's not as pure as refined faith. Because refined faith is 100% pure. It's not as valuable as the law of the Lord. Perfect restores the soul. It's not as valuable as the testimony of the Lord that's greater. It's sure making wise the simple. It's not as valuable. Gold is not as valuable as the precepts of the Lord, the precepts of the Lord that are right and it brings joy in the heart. Just hearing it, sometimes the joy begins to come up and it's not as pure as the commandment of the Lord, which is pure. And he goes on and saying, it's enlightening of the eyes. In other words, all of a sudden, if we don't have it, then things become dark. Hello? Are you there? Do you understand? We can seek after gold, and it's still going to be dark. But when we seek after the things that are more valuable... Then gold? Then guess what? He'll illuminate our lives. He'll illuminate our lives. He'll illuminate our lives. He'll just bring illumination to us and saying, ah, I understand that. I've got that now. Showing us what to do. Showing us what to avoid. Showing us how to do it. Giving us light. Giving us knowledge giving us wisdom. Are you with me? Then we can begin to see what is right. We can just see what is proper. Susan, will you come play? We can begin to see what is right. Say right. We we can see what is right. We can see what is proper. I have a... In our house, on the way into the garage, we have this little dry erase board, and it's a calendar. And we put some things down on the calendar to make sure that we... Cause I forget. <laughs> I, you know, like, oh yeah, by the way, you gotta do this at two o'clock. Or by the way, we've got a conference call at three. Or, oh, by the way, there's like, you know, we write some things down on there and it, you know, the kids sports and all that. I can imagine Tatum, you guys and, and many of you others that are going everywhere with the kids everywhere to do all sorts of things is like, you gotta keep track unless you're just super, which you guys are super moms, you know, just want you guys to know that you guys are super moms and, and, and I have to keep track on that. But I put on the top of that, do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. Do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. Do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. We're talking about being more valuable than gold. The commandments of the Lord. The orders of God. The commandments. And I'm not talking about just the Ten Commandments. And I'm not talking about the 2,000 plus that were added. But I'm talking about the principles and the precepts of God. To do those things because they are the right thing to do. Psalms 119.27 says, I love your commandments. More than gold. And he goes on to the other level. More than pure gold. More than gold that's being refined. More that's gold that's bring the dross is coming out, the impurities, the alloy is being brought out of that. He said, I love those things. I love those things. Doesn't that sound like Psalms nineteen ten? Psalms sounds like Psalms nineteen ten. Let me close with this last scripture. I want to bring it to today. Matthew twenty three, Jesus said this. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. The first and the greatest commandment. The first and the greatest commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. Jesus says this is what we're to do. Are we doing it? Or are we just doing it in some situation? Some circumstances? Whenever it benefits me. Whenever it benefits you. We're just going to do that then. Or Are we at a place where we're saying, You know what? I'm going to stand up and I'm going to do it right. Because it is right. Are we Are going to leave the results to God? Or are you going to try to determine the results in your own. This is just the start and I'm going to continue next week. But I want us to look at it and understand how valuable faith is. The proving of your faith. Understand how valuable the law of the Lord is. The perfection of the law of the Lord. It's perfect. Well, you know, I don't know about God. God said this, and God said that, and God said this. And it's your interpretation sometimes, and you're just trying to figure it all out. But he says the law, his precepts, his principles are perfect, and it restores the soul. We need a lot of people that have restored souls. We need that. The testimony of the Lord. What's the testimony of the Lord? It's God. It's Jesus. It's his blood. The testimony of the Lord sure makes wise the simple. It doesn't make everybody simple. It means that we have a childlike faith. Simple. Kids can get in an argument now, and guess what happens? Man, ten minutes later, they're back playing again. You know? Why can't we be like that? We're going to be like that. Amen? The precepts of the Lord are right. Rejoicing of the heart. They're right, and my heart begins to rejoice And the commandment of the Lord is pure. And it enlightens our eyes. I want to be enlightened today. How about you? In other words, I don't want to be somebody that can't hear. I want to be somebody that can hear. I don't want to be somebody that can't see, but somebody that can see. Can see. Will you guys stand up this morning? When I came to Christ... I was, couldn't see. I couldn't see. I couldn't see what he had done for me. I couldn't see the atoning blood of Jesus Christ. I couldn't see how important the word of God was. But there was somebody that was praying for me. And the Bible says that you don't come to know Christ without the wooing of the Holy Spirit. And all of us that have given our lives to Christ... Have felt that wooing of the Spirit of God. At one time and he was like, oh man, this is it. I got to go do something about it. I'm just going to give a simple altar call this morning. Do you feel the wooing of the Spirit of God? What's what's pulling on you? And maybe it's to give your life to him today. It's very simple. We make it more complicated. Make you jump through hoops and all these other things. He says, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, thou shalt be saved. It's the belief, it's that faith that comes in and then the confession unto salvation. Maybe you're here today and maybe you said, you know what, I I did that many years ago, Pastor, but I thought gold was more precious than all of these things that we're talking about. And Maybe you've put gold, whether that's financial money or other things in front of God. I know he's dealing with this today from the very beginning. He's dealing with that There's just maybe something else that you put Might just bring the lights down just a moment I'm just about done Just close your eyes a moment Because it's not about Being in a church service It's about what the Holy Spirit is doing Holy Spirit what are you doing today What are you doing today Every eye closed Just a moment Just focus on God Have we put things in front of Him? Maybe it wasn't gold. Maybe it was a spouse. I love Pastor Shelley. But she comes second to Jesus. I love my children and grandchildren. But they're not as important in my life as Jesus. If you're here today and just want to get things right do you have peace if you don't have peace then let's get some peace today maybe you've got bondage maybe there's drug problem alcohol problem pornography problem it could be overeaten gluttony or addicted to sugar like I was working to get through maybe you put something else before him maybe you just didn't understand And it's okay, because God is a God of grace and mercy. Will you receive what the Spirit of God is giving you today? If you're here and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, just say, God, I just receive you right now as my Lord and Savior. Some of you need to receive forgiveness today. Maybe you've been hurt. God's dealing with issues in your life. Maybe you need to release somebody or just receive forgiveness. A lot of times we try to operate in just the law of Moses and think that's the only law. But there's principles and precepts. There's things in God's word that we're learning and growing and getting a greater understanding and illuminating. Our eyes are being all of a sudden enlightened. Just give that to the Lord today. Will you do that today? Every person, every person, just release that to God today. Maybe you've got somebody in your life, I like to call it the catch and release. You fish, you catch it, you release it. There's somebody in your life that you have every right to hold them guilty. You have every right to bring judgment. You have every right in the natural. God says, release them today. Release them today. Release them today. Release them today. Catch and release. You may have the right and the natural, but Jesus said, I paid the price for them. Can you let them go today? Can you release them today? Some of you might have children or grandchildren or parents that have run astray. That things are difficult and you don't understand why. Or maybe they've been abusive. That you're just going to release them today. You're releasing that today. I'm telling you, God is healing today. He is healing today. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Just put your hand on your heart. I want to pray for you today. God, I thank you for the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard their heart and their mind I speak as shalom of the torment in your life I speak as shalom wholeness of God fullness of God to operate in your life today I speak as shalom over bondages and addictions that are being broken off broken off broken off broken off broken off even the ones you didn't realize you had but were really there that are going to be gone I declare that you are sons and daughters of the Most High God. I declare that you have an identity in Christ. I declare that you, 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 yes, you are even more valuable than gold. What? I mean, $483,000 for a brick and I'm worth more than that? You are worth more than that to Him. So, Father, I thank you for that you shift us in identity, that you shift us in courage, you shift us in strength. We give you, we give you, we give you, we give you all the praise and glory. We give you the praise and glory, Jesus. We give you the praise and glory for shedding your blood. We give you the praise and glory for dying on the cross. We give you the praise and glory for the resurrection. We give you the praise and glory. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. We give you all honor. In Jesus' name. And one last thing, just lift your hands to the Lord. You can keep your eyes closed. Just lift your hands to the Lord. It's just a, a surrender. You know, I remember the, the, the older hymn that was I Surrender All. Well, you surrender it today. Your thoughts, your ideas, your plans, surrender it to God. Surrender it to Him. The refining process, surrender it to Him. It's uncomfortable, it's difficult, but surrender it to Him. Life issues, surrender them to Him. Now I speak a life. Jesus said, I've come to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. I speak abundant life. I bless abundant life. I bless joy in your heart. I bless a pep in your step. (laughs) I bless just rich and full times of laughter. And I pray for some of you that, that maybe haven't experienced a big belly laugh, that just experienced a great big belly laugh this week, and you're like, that's it. And, and out of the innermost being flows rivers of living water, and life will begin to flow out of that. And the the burdens that the enemies tried to put on you, we lift them up in Jesus' name. We say they gotta go. Jesus said, "My burden is light and my yoke is easy." His burden is light and his yoke is easy. So we take your burden and your yoke, Jesus, and it's light and easy. And we give you praise for that, right now in Jesus' name. And everybody said, "Amen." Can we give the Lord some praise? Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Oh, come on, come on! Hallelujah! Listen, you're here today, and if you've come today and you need prayer today, we want to meet that need today. So we've got prayer teams that will come. Bobby's going to put some music on for us. And you guys just love on each other as you go home today. Be blessed. Go forth in his power and his might. Have an awesome week this week. God bless you. Again, if you need prayer, we've got that for you. God bless you. We love you and bless you. Go forth in his power and his might. Amen.